What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Broken Down Garage. Jake Becker, Brent Gill here. Hey, welcome. We got a we got a fun episode for y'all today. Uh, starting off with card nerds ruining it. Collectible cars versus art. What's the difference? We also talk about Genesis Motor Company, aka Hyundai and Kia. That's and right. The magic that they're doing. Uh, our ADD gets us into V8, uh, the VWs and the LS airplane. Then we forget about it immediately and talk about V12s for the rest of the podcast. Uh, so <laughs> we did do that. That is exactly what happened. We, we did exactly that. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll talk about VWs and LS swapped airplanes. But in the meantime, killer episode. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, this episode is sponsored by uh, Jake Becker's Autism. Uh, yeah. You can get a dash of that on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> if you search the zip code of Trinidad. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! What an intro. What an episode. Let's get to it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll start this. You fucked with the Puffco Peak? Yeah, I've used the Puffco Peak. Why don't you like to keep using it? Because you hate lung health? Uh, I don't know that they're healthier, but that's a. Fun They've got to be healthier. You're not just ripping fucking boiling oil. Well, I mean, you are, but it's not like as hot as Is your. That boiling me or you? Oil. It's me. Hold on. Boiling. Let me kill. Boiling every... order. It's my internet's being fucky all day. Give me one second. Have you unplugged it and restarted it? Oh, you know, during my work from home for the company that provides it, only forty-five times. My favorite thing when I was working from home was legitimately, ah, my internet's out. And then I would just take a nap for two hours. <laughs> it's it's cool when it's an excuse, but when it's reality, it's hell. When you're like, I actually yeah, want to make money today, but instead I'm just going to yeah. keep I'm trying to podcast here, bitch. Fucking around at a power outlet. Yeah. Yeah. But How's no, my volume? Uh, when you face the mic, you're good. Oh, I'm sure this is incredible, but when I'm talking like this, it's not so good. It's huh? a little bit quieter. Yeah, you need the mic sensitivity different. Okay. But uh, yeah, Puff, Puff, Puffco Peaks. Uh, I I don't. I like that you think they're healthier because they do the same. You don't thing. think they're healthier? They do. This, there's nothing different. Nothing different is happening. Yeah, it is. What do you? What it's, is, it's, what it's, is your not, it's not blow. It's not blasting it up to a high temperature. Yeah, it is. Not like what you're blasting it up to. They literally have like three top settings for people to do dabs like me. Yeah, but they also have two low settings to, for people to do dabs like me. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like saying like Texas Roadhouse <laughs> is healthier than making steak at home and being like, why? Like, well, because they serve me a salad. <laughs> like, and some bran bread yeah but i'm not going there for the salad i'm still gonna go get a big old hunk of meat so like mm -hmm. it's the same and low temperature dabs are dumb as fuck and i you're dumb no they're they're dumb they're chemically dumb they're scientifically dumb they're stupid as fuck it's the dumbest way any human has done drugs maybe ever it's the dumbest non-alcohol no no no. No, no no i think eating heroin is probably pretty dumb um, eating non-activated THC, pretty dumb. Eating um, heroin will work. Damn it. I just made that up. Yeah, it's dumb because you might die because it works real good. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, because a low-temp dab, they've proven you're not smoking all the THC. You're not even getting close. What? And, and smoking 
concentrated marijuana to get fruit flavors is the dumbest thing any person has ever done with their free time. Well, I'm not saying we need to add terpenes in there. Terpenes are the uh, only argument for a low-temp what you're saying. dab. What are you saying? The only reason to do a low-temp dab is to preserve terpenes. It doesn't do anything else. It doesn't preserve your health. You're still inhaling hot oil. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything except make it to where you don't burn all the weed. But little hype beast fucking bastard boys about 13 years ago decided that, like, I like smoking hash because it's cool and it looks cool and it's like a whole thing. But I don't want to be high like it's designed to get me. So I'm going to start doing these low temp dabs and be like, the limoline makes me feel awake. Fuck you. Eat a lemon. You know how much a lemon costs? A lot less than a dab. Yeah. And terpenes don't have to be smoked to interact in your system. So you can just have a glass of mango juice and then get high <laughs> and have all the same effects as buying $95 grams of fucking hash. And the market hasn't leveled out in 13 years, dude. People are still selling grams of hash for 30 to $85. It's fucking crazy. Like bubble hash? You mean? <laughs> no. Or like, like hash earl. Hash earl. Like oil. Oil, hash oil. batter. It's Dude, all I walk hash. into, I walk into hash places or uh, uh, dispensaries. I'm like, you guys got any oil? And like all the, unless they're old, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're idiots. I call it hash yeah. sometimes absentmindedly when I walk in, and they'll be like, "What are you here for today, dude?" And I'll be just like, "Just some hash." And they'll be like, "Uh, we quit selling." What is this? That- 1982. We quit selling that Moroccan hash that was made in Durango, and I'm like, "No, the other hash." And they're like, "Uh, the sauce." Like, yeah, but it's not sauce. Like, that would confuse anyone in any other language. It's actually hashish. So give me the hash, you fucking moron. But all dabbing, dabbing got ruined by the Instagram kid. Dabbing, dabbing, it should be, like, no one should think it's cool. It should only be done by guys like me who need to get so high that rolling the blunts becomes too time-consuming. Welcome to Broken Down Garage, your 420-friendly podcast for learning how to dab. (laughs) Yeah. No one should just be dabbing because they, you know, smoked weed for six weeks but think that the oil and freebasing, it's cooler, which is the case. And a bunch of people like the flavor, which, again, fruit snacks are cheap as fuck. Well, see, my trick is is I'll just eat a bunch of Welch's fruit snacks or some Gushers and then rip a dab, and then I get both the best worlds. Yeah. I get the best of both worlds. And there's all kinds of unnatural terpenes in there that do even cooler shit to your system. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, nah, but the, 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 the seeking out terpenes thing is the dumbest shit. I get it. Like, if you're growing flour and you want good flavor out of your flour, you search out terpenes. But once you're extracting it to inhale it at too low of a temperature to get all of the drug out of the plant, but just to preserve the flavor, that's when I'm like, yo, dude, plant a fucking citrus tree. What is wrong with people? Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you thoroughly shit on my uh, on my enjoyment of the Puffco Peak. But no, they're great. It's just the I'd have to if I was using one as a regular user, I'd have to charge it. You would too want often it the highest for it to make sense. Not n- not just that, but the charging of it, the clean. It's a bitch to clean. Those filaments wear out pretty fast when you're using them regularly, and they're forty to sixty dollars a piece. 
So that's cost prohibitive. I mean, dude, I use propane instead of butane because I smoke so many dabs that this saves me like $16 a month. You live in Trinidad. You could really use that $16. Yeah. Goddamn right, dude. You could buy a whole village for $16 in Trinidad. That's a hamburger meal right there. (laughs) Jake, what's up, bud? Not much. Uh, How you been? What you been doing? Well, apparently I've had a pneumonia. Uh, And then he doesn't mean the cleaning product. Nope. I mean the one in my lungs. That sucks. Uh, I'm going back to the doctor after we're done with this today. So hopefully some good news. I need more tests run. I'm breaking down. If I was a car, I'd sell me for parts. Okay. I mean, Uh, you could sell you for organs. I'm sure someone could use a few of your organs. My dad's going to pick up the 55 pickup at the shop right now that has the new carburetor on it and is ready to be The new one? The, the one that you got delivered? Yep. How was the delivery process? How'd my boy Jason do? Jason rocked and rolled, dude. Killed it. Hell yeah. This per- episode sponsored by Jason. Fuck the yeah. The auto shipper. Jason's the man. <laughs> that guy rules. Uh, yep. Got it all to the house. It's all set up. It's got good carburetor on it now that'll run at altitude i put a two barrel on it instead of a one barrel because i'm nasty like that yep yep um now did you ask your dad not to wreck it this time i i almost cried while i was pleading with him on the phone and asking like mom's not available yeah god damn it why do you have to be the one to do this why don't i have any friends who aren't dead in colorado springs Oh, man. Where did he ship it to? Did he ship it to the shop? Is that what happened? No, I shipped it to his house because I didn't know when I was going to be able to book getting it in the shop. And I wasn't sure. To Poppy's house? Yeah, to my dad's house. Um, Poppy. Yeah, because we have store. I have Poppy covered storage there, and this truck's nice enough that it needs to be not in the weather. The truck looks fire as fuck. Tell us your story about this one more time. It's the nicest fucking Chevy pickup I've ever seen, and I don't deserve It's pretty it. dope. It's it's gorgeous blue. Even nicer in person. Yeah. Fully restored. Fully nut and bolt. Like frame off restoration. Like this shit. Oh, all new I body mean, panels. At, Everything except the cab yeah. is brand new. It's at least like a six out of ten, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Like at a concourse, it'd be like a seven or an eight out of ten. But that's just because I didn't put it past better than factory. It's mm. It's a little bit better than factory was. It's got undercoating. Ain't bitch ain't never gonna rust. I'm so ain't excited. never gonna rust my time. Ain't no one gonna hold Jake down. But oh, Dude, uh, the last I, one lasted 70 years with holes in the floor. Imagine That's pretty good. Yeah, this thing's gonna outlive me. It's brand new. I'm gonna that's drive good. drive it till I'm dead. You're gonna drive it until you overdose. I like it. Oh, I wish. Uh did you dog, I uh I remember I was at I was in um uh, Somewhere in California, uh, somewhere in L.A. I went to a car show at uh, Santa Clarita. Santa yeah. Clarita. No, Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Clarita's up up north. Yep. Uh, and uh went to a Porsche car show. Um, I got a video of it on my YouTube and uh, with a total of 12 views. Um, it's a $400 video to edit. It was fine. The... Uh, <laughs> No, granted, I should say this. I fucking got the video made and then didn't fucking post it for like 
12 months. So it's probably my fault. Yeah, but, interest interest uh, had waned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, they were – the way that they were doing the judging of the period correct Porsches was so insane – I was I, I was getting furious for the owners. For example, uh, when I saw this, one dude, the, the judge was sticking his hand underneath the like in the motor compartment underneath parts of the engine, uh-huh. and he'd pull his hand out and there's black on it. And he's like, ugh, and he shook his head. I'm like, this motherfucker drove it here from Long Beach, dude. He drove the car here. How do you not get extra points for utilizing these fucking? Co- Mm, can't say that on a podcast. These fucking people. Yeah, you can. We're not that, going on YouTube. These fucking <laughs> queers that haul in their fucking Porsches for a car show and aren't even driving them. They're garage queens. Get out of the fucking car show. Go do a different car show. Get out you know of the whole I mean? hobby. Like, go do it. Fuck you. Go yep. drive your car. Why Dude. do you have this masterpiece if you're not going to drive it? To that note, Brent, you don't. <sighs> I know I know you've only been a full-blown car idiot for about 10 years now and before that you were yep. an enthusiast but you've gone full yes. idiot with me. Yeah, I've gone full-blown. <laughs> okay. I've been a full-blown idiot since I was like 8 years old. So I've been watching yep. Barrett Jackson since they put it on TV. Like I I'm very aware of certain cars in the world that I love that I remember because of my tism and like just store away. You have no much you have no idea how much joy it brings me to watch a car pass an auction block for less than half of what it sold for a handful of years ago with no more miles put on it because some asshole thought he was getting an investment. It makes me joyous. It's like somebody's telling me me they love me for the first time. Like I get that happy (laughs) where I'm just like, Oh, the world is just, everything's going to work out. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck him in his ass. That's what you get for paying $2 million for that car. Have fun selling it for 60 grand. You fucking moron. Did you enjoy yeah. all 11 miles you put on it? That like like that's what I'm saying like like there's this market right now that is like this it's like this art well, I'm buying the and, and look I understand when we're talking about you know Pagani's and Koenigsegg's and stuff like that how it is art I get that it's art but it's functional art and it's built to function and I don't understand why people spend all this money on these seven eight figure cars and then never enjoy them. Go Mr. Bean that shit, dude. Go yeah. fucking crash it in a ravine and get another one. Yep, because there's th- that's how you enjoy a car. And yeah. like I get having an old Delahaye or something like that that's so fucking pretty that you're not a car person, but you're rich and you bought it to have on your property. But buying fucking rare muscle cars and high-end fucking supercars just to hoard them, and and build a different profile to diversify your fucking funds is <laughs> fucked, dude. It pisses me off so bad. Is it the same concept as buying art, like like paintings and holding on to them? Yeah. So are we idiots then? Are we the ones that are idiots? No, because here's the thing with cars that differentiates it from art, sort of. I think this is true of art, too, but I think it's a longer window, is that these cars that people think are priceless forever aren't there's a shelf life there's only a handful of cars that'll be priceless forever but really like what like the like excluding like excluding cars that like senna drove or like someone owned or whatever excluding those right excluding like sentimental reasons that a car might be expensive 
Um, like the McLaren F1 will always be worth money. That was a landmark car. They only made so many of them. It's been, it's held its popularity and its notoriety for long enough that generations of people know about it. So that info will get Mm -hmm. passed on. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Hudson Hornet miraculously got saved by cars. If you want to fuck your head up, go look at how expensive Hudson Hornets are now because kids who grew up on cars are old enough to be rich and buy cars. It's like the first real badass American road car. Uh, it okay. won. It won the Pan Am. It won all the Ooh, races. That looks sick as fuck. They're dope. Uh, it's Doc from uh, Back to the Future. No, they call it Doc Hudson. It's a joke. His name's Doc in Cars, and Paul Newman played him. So kids grew up loving that car and that character because it was a recurring car in this children's thing. So that's retained its value. So there's going to be weird outliers like that. But for the most part, like the, the the easiest example I can give is that 1930s cars, when I was a child, were damn near priceless. If you had an original 30s Ford or Chevy or Buick that hadn't been cut up and hadn't been hot rotted and was all original and you'd kept it museum like it was worth mm-hmm. fuck you money. It was it was worth so much money that it was prohibitive to hot rod them. Because you're yeah. going to have to spend a hundred I mean, grand to buy the car to cut right. up to make into a car. But I can go get those $200,000 Model A's right now for anywhere from twelve dollars to $40,000. Oh, yeah, dude. My buddy uh, was selling his, his grandpa passed, and he had a Model A. Uh, he thought it was a Model T. Uh, and I was like, I don't think that is. Uh, but he's like, what should I sell it for? I'm like, 15 Maybe maybe. if it's perfect, if it's fucking perfect. All right. And I can get a ratted out one for like four grand and a ratted out one when I was in high school would have been 40 to $80,000 just for a real steel body. Wow. But all the guys who gave a fuck are dead. They're dead. And nobody younger. They're dead or can't drive anymore or at least can't do a a clutch in shift. (laughs) So like and all the kids that are younger don't give a shit because that can't touch a fucking C5 Corvette and it can't touch a McLaren. And it's sure. Yeah. So the enthusiasm for them is gone. So the workmanship and the craftsmanship and how great they are. Nobody gives a fuck. It's it's gone like you. It's over. Those cars are done selling for those prices. You'll still you'll still see them listed like that. But you'll see them listed like that for years at a time because they're not fucking selling for those prices anymore. Hmm. And that's going to happen with those muscle cars. All these 60s cars that are through the roof right now in fucking 10 to 15 years, they're going to start to crash. Cars have a limited window on where the appreciation is going to end. Because really what it is, the value of a car, the value of anything is the value of its interest. It's, right. it's based specifically off that. And if the kids or if the people who are buying cars and fucking with them who have expendable income uh, don't give a fuck about them, they won't. I think that's why early 2000s and late 90 cars are like the shit right now. Well, they are. It's because guys uh, our know. age that wanted them in high school have money. But the, the other part yeah. of that that makes it – it's going to accelerate the way it's going right now where interest is dropping off and then it's never coming back – Mm-hmm. Is these kids that are younger than us, dude, these kids that are 15 years younger than us never drove a real car ever. Their first car was an early 2000s car. So you're saying that they never drove. So you're saying a real car being like your truck that was impossible to shift. 
it was impossible to start because you need to choke. But no, it, I mean, like they've never driven a car that everything wasn't electronically assisted that didn't have uh. Z, like a 2002 Civic has amazing comfort features like a base model Civic has dual zone climate. It's got a good stereo, not like an earth shattering, but like it's got a bunch of livability things. It's got good insulation. There's no road noise. Road noise was eliminated from cheap cars in the early 2000s. Like these kids have never had it. No, no one younger than us has ever driven a car without power steering. None of them, not one of them, not one of those motherfuckers has done it. So also when that Jeep I have had power steering that, that 1990 YJ. Yeah, it should have nineties should have, uh, it might've been taken off. Um, but these kids, so they get money, dude. So you're a 22 year old at fucking Google that just got a contract where you're making 200 grand a year and you want to go buy a fast car. You go down to the hot rod lot and test drive a 27 hot rod and you fucking hate it. None of that's fun to you. That sucks. That's it's a totally different experience than anything. It's not slightly less than what they started on. It's a world different than the cars they grew up on. And that's just going to keep accelerating. The same way that like no one could get in my 50, my 40s pickup and know how to operate a hand choke while running it because that went away immediately while that truck that's like went. how that rolls royce used to start uh uh from the 30s or 40 yeah yeah so that knowledge gets lost and then on top of that then when you get told you have to go do it you're like that's fucking stupid like, yeah why? starting procedures were hilarious uh just a, just like in a 2023 mind yeah thinking about starting procedures in a car it's like the fuck are you talking about yep and and you wanted me to, to to go up front and crank it with the fucking thing. <laughs> and the number one factor in why the prices will never go haywire again, unless it becomes stylish, unless there's another Billy Joel that turns driving mm. old shit and or a ZZ, or ZZ top, top that turns it into like actually cool, is that women couldn't fucking care less. Women could not give a fuck less about what we drive or how fast it is or how nice it is. They think if they're pretty, that's cool, but they don't really fucking care. It really means almost <laughs> nothing. They, they, they care more about whether or not your interior is dirty than they do about what you drive. No yeah. woman cares. Well, every other generation of Americans that have driven just determined what level of pussy they were getting based on what they drove. Like that was a big factor in how people were going to perceive you out in public because everybody wore the same jeans you all bought the same shoes. There wasn't, there weren't as many ways to self-identify and make yourself unique. You didn't have different headphones. You didn't have different cell phones. You didn't have different watches. Everybody shopped at Pennies and Sears. So, like, one of the only ways to be different than anyone else in society up until like the early '90s was your car. Your car was like one mm -hmm. of the only ways to actually express who you were without going full punker or goth. But if you're a 32-year-old guy, your suit was the same as everybody else's at work, unless you lived in New York or L.A. So, like, car culture was mm -hmm. huge. That's part of how people... I, mm -hmm. The same way if you see somebody now with a 12-year-old Android, and you're like, damn, motherfucker's hurting. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Galaxy S4? Exactly. What, what yeah. is this? <laughs> and, and, and people would actually clock that. Like, a girl might actually go back to her friends and be like, I went on that Tinder date. The guy pulled out a fucking apple iphone 3 
the fuck was going on? He still had the wide plug. Yeah. And then if I was <laughs> like, but what did he drive? Factor. And he pulled up in a fucking, you know, 72 Chevelle with a 396 heavy Chevy. They'd be like, I don't know, some old thing. You'd be like, oh, it was loud and vibrating. It was blue. It was kind of pretty, but I don't know. He uses an iPhone three. Dude, like you're an idiot. Th- that's the one thing that kills me when people look at my car who don't know cars. I'm like, check this thing out. I'm like, that's a pretty color. I'm like, look at the fucking motor, dude. It's pretty purple. Man, fuck you. That's what it is to most people, though. That's why style is the only real way back in. And that's why Billy Joel and ZZ Top did what they did to the market. Because by making it stylish to young people, then they give a fuck. Is that why these idiots are just fucking modding out their rice, their fucking tuners? And they look ridiculous. Yeah. Front spoiler, back spoiler, fucking logos. Because the little toe hook on the back. Love Fast and the Furious. They love it. Paul Walker's their boyfriend. So, yeah, dude, tuning up a ricer will still get you a type of woman. They give a fuck about that car. No one cares about a sleeper. No one cares about anything genuinely anymore except little pocket societies. But, like, having a tuned up ricer won't get you the woman you want unless you're a very specific man. Like, if you're the kind yeah. of guy who's, like, you know, got our hairdo, but also, like, a dyed mustache and bows at his ramen waiter when he goes in every Friday for his meal while he flirts with the waitress, that dude wants to build a rice rod. So he can be like, have you have you seen my Civic Type R? <laughs> it goes so fast that I almost broke my arm trying to hold it straight off the light the other day. Fucking liar. Nah. You you can crank yourself pretty hard with those front wheel drive type bars. Um, interesting. I wanted to pull up our uh, chat because I wanted to. There was something good there. Uh, I was just thinking that, dude. Too, the right? Genesis. That, oh, dude, that company is really lining up to take my heart, baby. They, you think they, so? I mean, dude. I think if they get their shit together and start building more enthusiast cars, like I think if, like we've said before on this show, man, if the Stinger was a two door, I'd be a Kia boy. Dude, that Stinger was sick. It used to be. It still is. It's still competitive and it's fucking a handful of years old from a newcomer. Yeah. Well, so I remember when I went to the LA auto show, yeah. Um I remember the Stinger, I remember the Genesis, like the um I forget which Genesis. it was a two-door. I think it was like a I don't think it was a G80. Uh I know they had a two-door about. one. Yeah. They they had some they had some nice cars and I was like, "Man, Hyundai is making some fucking moves." And I I noticed this from the Stinger on is when I really got to pay attention to them. But man, oh man, that is I mean incredible. I took like note what they're they, doing when they announced the Telluride and the Palisade. When they announced them, I was okay. like, "Oh fuck, those are well done." I was looking at them in some journalist website, and I was like, "Damn, Hyundai Kia fucked around and made one of the prettiest SUVs about to be put put out." And then when it came out, it was just hands down across all journalism boards rated the number one fucking truck of the year. It was like, "Oh, the Palisade." Oh, yeah. no, the uh, Telluride? They're the same well, car. both of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it was the Telluride. Uh, yeah, it's the it's hands down rated number one. No one has anything that even remotely competes to the quality, 
the fucking durability, the buildsmanship or the craftsmanship rather, like they're fucking great. They had a little problem with off gassing on the first generation, but they figured it out and fixed it. Um, there. So, so the car, the car that were that were that got us talking about this. Uh, it's this new concept car from Genesis. Uh, they don't even have a name to it. It's just called the Genesis Concept. It looks like it looks like they chopped the Batmobile and then or, or like stretched out a, a Viper. Yeah, it looks like something Batman would drive when he was horny. <laughs> Dog, I mean, it look and it's a fucking Genesis. Here, I'll send you the link. Uh, I mean, it's like it's slanted back. It's got a huge front end. Uh, it's got a decent looking back end. I think the back end and the lines look very viperish um, to me. <clears throat> yeah, but they've kind of already adopted that design aesthetic on their sedans and their cars. With the way the, the Genesis Grand Berlinetta concept, Berlinetta, Berlinetta, that makes way more sense. Is this a real car? No. I thought they built it. I thought they showed it. You're coming in quiet. Am I? It's because I wasn't talking. Am I still coming in quiet? No. Now you're perfect. Where did we talk about okay. it? Was it in fucking text or was it in? Uh no, Instagram. I sent it to you on Instagram. That's what I thought, but it's not in my chat. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is. Scroll up. I've yeah, sent you a bunch of Grand stuff. Berlinetta VGT concept V6 hypercar with 1071 horsepower. I mean, how fucking sexy is this thing? Like it like it looks like it was in the movie Gattaca. Weird pull. Yeah. If Gattaca was like 30% cooler. It's so fucking badass, dude. Honestly, they're biting Austin Martin harder than they're biting Viper. So it it definitely looks like an Aston for sure. But um, but it does. Like, it it kind of looks like the Valkyrie. It do, it looks like a Valkyrie, but it looks like a Valkyrie that had a chance to be done a second time. Like it, this looks like a better pass at that design. They're so fucking mean, dude. I love that big triangular grill they're putting on shit. That's just straight up Art Deco from the '30s. But being done with LED strips, so everybody thinks it's the future, dude. I mean, it looks it looks incredible. Those wheels—it's your favorite type of wheels. It's probably like a what a twenty-two with a quarter-inch tire. I know you love those. Oh, they built it. <laughs> Did they? Yeah, it's a real car. Dog. They're not gonna. I would. They're not gonna make it. I would. They built it to trust, test the drag coefficient in real life. They're not going to make it, you think? No, they said not. What? No, this it is It looks like it could be from Tron. This is the beginning of a company be growing into a real thing. Uh Kia Hyundai are poised to really be like one of the biggest <laughs> manufacturers on the planet. Now, now Kia uh now Genesis is Hyundai's luxury brand, right? Or Kia's? Kia owns Hyundai. Or Hyundai. Wait, Kia. Kia bought Hyundai? I forget which way it goes. Yeah, they're, they're the same company. It's a real Pontiac Chevy situation. Are you sure? 100%, bud. Genesis, Hyundai, and Kia. And wait. Yeah, they have other brands. Wow. Those are the ones we get. Wow. Yeah. they're. they're I the, did not know that. Yeah, they're the Korean car company. Um, yeah. Well, no, they did a good job. The same way that most Americans didn't know Saturn was a GM company until the late 90s. And they were like, oh, this was a trick. You made us think it was Japanese. Um, 
<laughs> Hyundai wow. and Kia did a good job of people not knowing they were the same brand. And you know really what saved that company, right? I think we might have talked about this. Hmm. But I don't know if it was on the pod. A hmm. certain a certain man got pulled out of one in a pretty Ralph Nader. A pretty famous oh, incident. Oh, sweet, sweet baby tiger. Sweet crouching tiger hidden woods. No. Way well, he got I mean, way, he got pulled out of one. Yeah, but way before that. The reason that it was still a company when Tiger got pulled out of one. Because he pulled it out going to the Hyundai Golf yeah. <laughs> Classic. You just fucking you made <laughs> me forget the guy's name. Is the guy who got his ass whooped for the LA riots? Uh, Rodney King? Yeah, no. Is that what it is? Not what? Rodney King. No, no Rodney... Um, Oh boy, we should edit this out so we don't seem so I will. oblivious. I had to it on the other tip cultures. of my tongue and then that died. Uh, Rodney, um, God damn it. Rodney, yeah, he got pulled uh, out of a Hyundai hatchback and people were like, what the fuck really? is that thing? Yeah, because they didn't have Rodney, a. Yeah, Rodney King. It was, yeah. They didn't have a giant dealership network. And so, like, that thing being seen on TV by people all over the country repeatedly was the start of people being like, what's that little cheap thing he's driving? I want to know. <laughs> that poor guy got his ass whooped for for a fucking Korean motor company to stay alive. I mean, that was just a happy accident because the Korean portion. I wouldn't of use the term happy on there, but uh, accident for sure. That's the happiest part of that accident. <laughs> Koreatown also got devastated in the riots. <laughs> it famously. Dude. I saw a lady get shot in um, Whoa. K- Koreatown. Yeah. And uh, I was driving. This is how fucked up LA is. This is so funny. So I'm driving and I hear gunshots. And then I see this lady on the ground on the sidewalk. And there's like blood everywhere. And there's like people, like business owners kind of standing around, like looking at her. And you hear sirens coming. And I'm like, woof, thank God I got here now. This would have been a huge traffic jam. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I thought the same thing when I saw a guy get hit on a motorcycle uh, on the 405. We're going south 405, and this this car just pulls into him, and you just and I had my top down, and you just hear, no, 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 no. And then he, he gets hit. He flips over the top of it, and I'm just like, whew, thank God I'm here now. This yeah. is, this this is like been, Thursday at 4. Yeah, if I would have been 15 minutes back, this would have added hours <laughs> to my night. I've had that thought, too, in traffic. I've also watched... Yeah. A semi wreck behind me in a snowstorm and jackknife the entire uh, road on I-25. Oh, wow. And, and you're just like, whoo. Oh, yeah. I remember that one vividly. I was like 19 years old and high on heroin and in a, like an epic snowstorm driving. And oh, uh, God. I'm looking in my rear view and there, like, it made like a weird noise. So I don't know if like the okay. back end slid off and then hit the ditch culver median and then when he pulled it back out it took him over but the noise was loud enough that like me and the passenger looked like we're looking over our shoulder i'm checking my mirrors like what the fuck is going on and then all of a sudden dude we just see the headlights like go like that and start to roll and it was tumbling towards us till it stopped but it was far enough behind us that like it wasn't going to catch us but it was like it was almost like indiana jones and the rock and then our first thought was like because i think it was me and my cousin luke we were like, thank God we left when we did. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it to Colorado <laughs> Springs tonight. Like, it was the same thing. We were just like, ooh, that guy fucked up everyone behind him's life. Yeah, yeah. 
and a little bit of his own career. <laughs> Depending on what happened. Oh, yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah, man, I think that fucking Genesis is going to be sweet. I really liked their 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 display at the LA Auto Show. I like the the stuff that they're doing. Um, you know, it kind of reminded me of like uh, Black Magic design at NAB in Vegas. You know, it's just like they got a ton of money. Their overhead seems relatively small because they're not in like an expensive part of the world where they're making their stuff. Uh, and it's just, it's a pretty, they're paying I mean, their employees it's a bummer that they're wages. not going to make that car. Yeah. 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 Like it's not really living wages. Optimal. You, you got a country that's doing well, but not a monster yet of an economy. And these people can live well off of working there. I mean, Germany has sustained it. People that work at the auto plants in Germany are living well. So, well, it's because it's because they don't have have um, Adolf Nader there to ruin it for them. I mean, partially. I thought Adolf Nader was going to get a better response from you. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker! God damn it! <laughs> I was stifling a big one, baby, or I would have been laughing. <laughs> You tickled me when you said it. You got my goat. Oh, (laughs) man. It wasn't on you. Sometimes my reserve not giggling is me fighting a big old chest cough. Oh, man. Here's a thought. You think the name Osama has been Adolfed yet? Yeah, it has. Well, well, much like Adolf, yeah, I think only in places that aren't there. I think there people I think, like, how many new kids are being born with, you know, the name Adolf or or Osama? Well, I mean, dude, we... There's still people being born named Adolf, just not much outside of uh, Bavaria. <laughs> or maybe a, well, a couple of towns in Brazil. But Oh, because Germans moved there. I, I, I know these things. Yeah, there's full German towns down there. But, uh, I know these things. Uh, yeah, much like that. Like, But there's going to be some kid in like 15. <sighs> how old was Dolph Lundgren? Or how long had Hitler been dead when they named him Adolf Lundgren? Well, that's why he goes by Dolph Dog. I know, but there's going to be some kid who's like, my name is Sam. And then you're going to be like, oh, that's Osama. And be like, holy shit, dude. That famous Iranian guy's got a fucked up name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two more things I want to talk about. Um Remember when we went to LS Fest in uh, West in Las Vegas? Yeah, dude. We had the best times of our lives. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, Still to this day, I think that was to this so far. uh, And I'm not, I mean, I think it's too different than the, than Monterey Car Week to compare it to that. Uh, But to this day, I think that was the coolest car event I've been to. It was like the biggest. It had a lot of cool cars, cool people, cool shit. Uh, Yeah. Because Monterey Car week or like uh, pebble beach i think are cool events but they're not parties no no they're events and ls fest is truly a field full of fucking degenerates loving on each other like that's all it is it's just a bunch of people who have made bad decisions with money loving each other and loving to watch it and actually using their vehicles like can't be enough said about that dude that there's actually a drift competition there's actually a drag race competition they're actually doing shit out there and showing off the cars because like you said earlier man fuck anybody that's buying a car to never use it 
Like outside Dude. of a handful of examples of cars, like why would you ever have those things to not drive them? Who who does that? I mean, it's just such a weird way to park your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and it's fucked up because it's something other people lust for. It's not it's not a home that other people want. It's like a limited thing that a giant group of weirdos desire deeply. So to take them and rat hole them away because it's an investment to you, that'd be like uh, that'd be like a guy with like that'd be like if we found out Jeff Goldblum had no genitalia. But he'd been taking women home from parties, just the hottest model from every party for the last 35 years, and then took him home and was like, you want to play Scrabble? I don't have a penis. Like That would be so frustrating. Like Not only did you ruin everyone else's night by taking that Victoria's Secret model off the table, you didn't even use it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I, I I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, it's all good. I also want to talk about that field full of VWs. Dude, can we? Yeah, that's nuts. It's insane. Do you remember when they were all at PPIR? No. They had a lot of them parked, piked at the Pikes Peak International Raceway really? and the adjacent land for a long time, like for years. And then they finally cleared them all out. Because I remember thinking, like, where the fuck are they going to put them all? Like, that seemed like the yeah. last option. What the fuck are you going to do why. now? Like, they shipped them all to the desert? I like seeing it next to the plane. I hate doing this, Jake. Hold that thought real quick. I got to do something real quick. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're going to laugh when I tell you what it is. Okay. And we're back. Nice. Did you see that fucking Strosik I sent you the other night that sold by the morning? What was the Strosik? That fucking Porsche. Did you text it to me? Yeah, it was on yes, Instagram. Yes, I did. 928. Yeah, did you see that? That was the one with the pop-up headlights, right? The little pop-up round eyes? That one wasn't, but yes, the car before Strosik rebuilt it was. Oh. That was a Strosik, dude, a real one. That was, I don't know what that is. What's a Strosik? It was this guy who wide-bodied, put like four inch wider wheels on the motherfucker and then tune the engine up to 345 horse. Okay. And in 1977 okay. to 1985, that was batshit bananas. Powerful. Just by boring it out and stroking it. I, you know, it's hard to find the data of everything he did because the cars were super limited. They're very desired. The, just getting the him to do it was an extra $23,000 in 1982. And they sold that car. That car was for sale for what? 22, I think. New, probably right around. No, 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 no. What was that guy selling it for? 199. It was pretty reasonable. It was 199 okay, yeah, yeah. and they sell for between 50 and 60 all day. Do you think the guy just didn't know what he had or just had wanted no, to get rid of it? No idea what they had. Another, How do you think they acquired this? He traded it in for a classic American car because that dealer just mostly does hot rods. And they, they knew they had a good Porsche. And so they were charging like a high amount of money for a normal 928. But they weren't charging enough money for what they fucking had. It, was, it sold in like nine hours, dude. And like cars mm. don't do that. <laughs> That's crazy. 
One of my favorite things is going on to Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist and like what's been posted in the last 24 hours. That's yep. how you get. That's how, that's the old nowadays. I think that's the only way to find a good deal on a car. It's one of them. Or you do what I do and you find guys who don't know how to list their shit. <laughs> it's fair. And and then you're like, and then you can call them and be like, hey, so I see you've had the 65 Buick for sale for about 42 months. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking about, I don't know, like seven grand less than you want. What do you think? And they're like, uh, no one's really called. And you're like, yeah, because you're a fucking idiot. You listed the car wrong. How how do you mean they listed it wrong? What do you mean? Dude, search misspellings. Search space, oh. search spaces where they're not supposed to be. Search uh like backwards designations on letters and numbers in the engines. Uh, you like, are a savant. Like that Corvette I sent you, that uh very rare Corvette that I was looking at. Um they listed the wrong color blue. So guys who were looking oh, for right. those rare Corvettes wouldn't have found it on their Google alerts or anywhere they were looking unless they did what I did when they can't sleep and just go through literally every listing in the world. Um, I look through Hemming so often that like, I, I know when cars are missing that I wasn't interested in. I like, I have a pretty good idea of everything listed on there every day. Wow. I mean, that's kind of like me with uh, the marketplace in Denver, Austin and LA. Right. Like I just go, I just change my zip code and just search through what's been posted today and I'll move on. I do that. I mean, well. I still it's weird. I have this weird Jake, I can't figure this out. I have this weird sick pleasure because like David Bory, uh a friend of I mean, not really a friend of our podcast, but friend of us and friend of uh the you know, your other pod, the Chubby Bobos, uh that he goes, Why don't you level up? Like instead of just like widening out. Right, like quit buying these five thousand dollar cars, Jake. There's something. There's a sick pleasure that I have with finding a good car, well cared for, one to two owners for five thousand bucks. It is one of my favorite things in the world. It's the shit. It's also it's like, my favorite. What is leveling up to David? Well. Especially coming from, from from a guy that doesn't own a car or have a driver's license. Well, I don't mean it like that, but I mean like for David, leveling up is getting something that is got like a really nice interior, probably okay. comfortable, probably yeah. re- probably super reliable, doesn't have to worry about yeah. it or lease it till it's traded back in type situation. Probably none of that's on. But my in my list. head, none of that's even. On I also my list. think. <laughs> It's never on my list either. I also think too, uh, and not that I ever want to go back and undo this. Uh, well, I can't because I've thought about this. What could a car could I have gotten for forty thousand dollars? You know, because um, I spent forty grand on that BMW on like building that BMW. I don't. What could to, I have got for forty k? I don't want to upset you, but other than like che- Chevelles and Paulas and Camaros, I could have gotten you anything you wanted. I know. Or I, know. I, I probably couldn't have gotten you an R34 Skyline or a Mark IV Supra or anything like that. But short of like a but couple four- dozen cars for forty grand, I could have probably found you anything you wanted. And here's what's here's what else is painful, Jake. I know this for a fact. Despite what my builders say, there ain't no way that car will ever sell for more than twenty grand. 
Yeah, well. You think so? Yeah, if you get it sorted, fuck yeah. Mm. I'll buy it from you for 21 right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for sale, motherfucker. <laughs> I know, but it I makes I still got to put a good. Ford rear end in it. <laughs> yeah, and then then I'll give you 23. <laughs> for the $7,000 kit. Well, that's how that works. <laughs> that's how I just got over, dude. That guy nut and bolted that truck, drove it a thousand miles, and decided he wanted a car instead because his wife hated riding in it. So that guy spent yeah. eighty five thousand dollars. I got a fifty thousand dollar discount. That's yeah. the game, baby. You find that and is that, the game. And, and that's I told a boomer and like, disease. I tell my I tell myself this a lot of if you want what you want, then yep. you gotta pay for it. If you if you're willing to take what someone else wanted, then you can get a deal on it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like that it's like the Z3 that I got. Like that was someone else's build. You know, someone else's car and I got it for cheap because it was uh, a bailout. You know, it was yeah, it was like it was already built but it had been sitting for a while and no one wanted to fix it up. And I'm only about 10, well, with the, including the car, about 15 grand into it, you know. Yeah. Which ain't maybe shit. twenty all day with like different services that I've had to do, but yeah. you know to get it back up and running, that's no money. I bet the guy who built it's got that on one invoice. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah. So I still think I'm going to keep that Z3. I I talk about selling it every day, and I'm like, I just want to <laughs> keep it. I yeah. want to. I want to. I want to make it run correctly because that car is so fun to drive, and it's so different from the other car, and that's why uh, I'll never have a retirement account. That's the other thing that's hard to explain to non-car people like David when they're like, why do you keep getting more shit instead of getting rid of all your shit and getting something really nice? And it's like, well, cause then because then I'll like have the variety thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't understand that like a, a cars are different. Like to them, a good car yeah. is a good car. A good yeah. car is a car you get in and it goes to the place you want to go. But I like, yeah. a, I like a convertible. I can slide up a mountain road I like a big body that I can drive on the interstate. I like to have a truck so I can dick around town while I smoke a joint. Like you got to have some different shit. I like a mini yeah. Cooper with 300 horsepower so I can see if my friends are easy to make cry. <laughs> Dude, there's, there's like some, there's that there's for me, there's a legit pleasure that's derived from driving two or three of my cars in one day. It's the shit, dude. It's so fucking fun, dude. It's so fun. I'll go to breakfast in this car. I'll go to meetings in this car. And I'll go to my shows in this car. It's it's so much fun. I mean, there have been days, and even from David, he's like, yeah, there'll be days I see you in one car, and then two hours later, you're picking me up in a different car. I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking variety, brother. Yeah, when I was alone, I was in my Z3. And then I knew I was hanging out with you, so I went and got a car with seats. <laughs> Got my SUV that could carry the weight. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to accommodate your knees. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's, um, that's lost on people. And that's something that part of that's what we've talked about before, that car manufacturers will just cowtail to whatever anybody wants. And now all cars kind of serve the same purposes. Mm, and yeah. two, people don't care. So when people don't care... They're just like, yeah, it is what it is. I just need a thing that does the thing. That's weird to me. Imagine a life with one car. I can't. One car. I can't. It'd be. I have three now, and it's all I think about is getting more. All I can think about is buying another car to put it in L.A. 
into an apartment I'm probably going to get rid of. I just want I just want a mid to late. I really I want a 65 GM coupe with a stick that's not a Chevy. Mm. Mhm. And because I just want a sturdy hot rod that's bare bones that's medium sized. I got a big body, I got two tiny cars and the truck's really small, but I want like a medium sized sturdy vehicle that I can just rip shit up in all the time and then I'm done. That's all I need. That's all I got left. The only other thing I Famous want last words. is a mid-engine car, but that's not the kind of thing I'll pine after like I do having a medium-sized stick. I sometimes wonder if I'll – I mean, I have a medium-sized stick too. Um, I sometimes wonder if <laughs> if uh, if uh, I'll ever buy like a brand-new car that I think – I mean, I'll still drive it, so don't get mad at where I'm going with this, that I think will be an investment. For example, I thought that the Ford RS would be a good purchase because I, for some reason in my head, I was like, I don't think they're going to make this very long. And I think this is a, this is going to be like, this is such a cool car of theirs for Ford. Well, we knew that we knew they weren't because they announced like six months into production that they were updating the car in two years. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. But also like the, uh, Corolla GR. I thought about buying that, and then no one gives a fuck about it now. Yeah, the G the that GR Corolla was a GR bad was idea. pretty sick. The RS held its value for a long time. There was about six, seven years where you could trade it in more than what you paid for it. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. No. What happened to the Corolla? Well, it's a four door wagon sports car. So is the Ford RS? Yeah, and they didn't sell enough of those to justify bringing us the next one either. I thought because they make another Ford RS in Europe, they kept making them. They still make them. Really? Yeah, we just don't get them because we didn't sell enough. Hmm. No, nobody. See, that's the that's the thing. Nobody wants that shit. You know what else doesn't sell very well compared to other shit? Four door M threes. As much as people won't shut the fuck up at a dealership about how that's what I want, and I'd give you my money if you had it. Eh. Fucking liars. M five sell because that actually like fits a whole different need that is an actual four-door sedan that is a touring car you like put, the e55 amg you can put people in those yeah exactly that's a real thing but buying a fucking c63 fucking four-door is dumb do you think that there are more sales of the m2 or the m4 than the m3 yeah you do i think the m2 is probably outselling both of them now The M2 is kicking ass and is. Well, that new redesign of the M2 is. Too big. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Do you think it's too big? Yeah, it's huge. I think the 2 Series reminds me of the E46. The, I the, feel like it's about the same dimensions. The new one is. The last one isn't. Okay. The last one's much smaller. So much smaller. I think it grew like. Bigger. I think it grew like four and six inches. Like it grew a lot. Yeah, I grow about four to six inches too. Nice. Um, so the <laughs> yeah, it got a lot. It got a lot substantially <laughs> with my bigger. Stick. It's like the size the M3 was a handful of years ago. The the wait the E92. No, it's like the E46 M3. It's like the same size. I think. I think they have the same footprint. I think that's a great. I think that's a great car size. You think that's too big? It's too big. What the fuck's the point of making a two series if you're just going to build another three series? Well, now hang on though. 
because they've been doing this forever. That's why they created the two series and the four series was because like we need to make this a little bit bigger. The two series now is the same size as the old three series. That's why it went three, five, seven. That, that and now like we got a one series and a two series and a four and a five and a six and a seven and a fucking. The reason the just- reason it started going two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight was that there's Germans that are as mad about them cowtailing at the engineering firm as I am. So they were like, I refuse to design another fucking car and you call it the car I designed. They're like, well, what if we let the B team turn your coupe design into a sedan and we'll call yours the four series? And that German was like, fine, then everyone can live another fortnight. And that's how that went down. There's that they didn't they didn't do that to grow them. They did that to distinguish for normal idiots. For real. This is why they did it. They did. So a two series is a coupe. A three series is a fucking sedan. A four series is a coupe. A five series is a sedan. A six series is a coupe. A seven series would have been a sedan. Mm. It, it is the i7 and then the 8 series is a coupe so it's just even odd it had nothing to do with size mm. it's just even odd hmm. that's the whole naming designation and it's actually genius they should have done it initially it's smarter than i was expecting it to be to be honest yeah that's the whole thing uh, their their naming designation actually means something but but they've been but i mean to me when i was looking at a 2 series to upgrade from my E46 convertible, the gray one I had yeah. in LA. Uh, the two series felt, the one series felt too small, and the two series felt, the three series felt way too big. Uh, and the two series felt almost exactly, it was a 230, it was an M235 that I went to look at. Yeah, and it's, it, uh, the interior would have felt the exact same size, and the exterior and the wheelbase is just a little bit smaller than your three series is. Hmm. Hmm. But you're saying nowadays, they're huge. The, the new one's huge. It's still what I would buy if I had the money. The 2 Series is the size of the E46. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, it should be the size of a 1 Series. And you said that was too small because you're a foolish, foolish fool, like Bradley Noel sang about. No, no, no. It's because it wouldn't fit my golf clubs in the back. Have you ever thought about this theory I have that you should have multiple no. cars to serve multiple purposes? <laughs> It's a pretty cool theory. Uh, speaking it's of about- David Bory, he's calling me right now. Nice. By the way, Hell in yeah. his background image, I don't know if you can fucking see this. The background image is an AI generation of uh, Jay Z doing stand up. Oh, nice! That rules. And he's wearing he's wearing cargo shorts. It's very funny. That fucking rocks. But yeah, your golf club shouldn't fit in your one series. That's not what that car is for. Doing burnouts on a mountain road. That that is that is the best. That car is pure money, dude. The one series? Oh yeah. If I could get a real one M. Oh, wait, like the one from back of the day or the one that they made like a couple years ago? The one back in the day is the M one. The new one is the one M. It's the one M. Okay. Yeah. Which they had to use that shitty naming convention because <laughs> they had already named a car the M one. And it was incredible. Wasn't that the Batmobile? The CSL? Uh, no, they, they made one that was a CSL, but it wasn't the Batmobile that that's, a uh, that is, that is a CSI 3.0. Yeah. CSI, but no, Uh, these, Oh yeah. I remember the M one. It had that weird, but it kind of looks like an old Ferrari. Yeah. Well, it was done by the same designer as the Countach. That's okay. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. 
and and McLaren That's what did the motor. McLaren tuned the motor. It was a really fantastic car, but they banned it from racing like immediately. So then they pulled a fucking Porsche. Is it because and created is it their because, own racing series? Is it because the um, the women were getting too wet and that it was making the roads dangerous around it? No, I think it's one of those things where it like took them two years to design the car and like fourteen months into them doing it, like wheels already hitting the road for, as far as production goes then the racing organization that they were trying to enter was like we have rechanged all the rules about car design and they were like what the fuck do we do and one guy at, at bmw was like those assholes at porsche run their own race series let's just do that shit and they did that and no one really cared and then it took until the car was out of production for a handful of years before the world was like wait a minute were those amazing yeah <laughs> another car that i pine after dude if i could get a real 840 ci stick oh those things were dope as fuck yeah fuck the 50 because i just enjoy driving more than i enjoy talking to mechanics but the 40 i'd have that all day i just followed this guy online that i saw uh and i don't know what he does but he uh it sounds like a radio show where he calls people yeah um who have their car up for sale and he goes so you got a uh the v12 bmw up for sale for twenty thousand uh-huh. dollars uh and he goes he goes or maybe it was like 15 and he goes uh why and he goes because you can't find them anymore and then, and then the guy goes you know why you can't find them because none of them work yeah they're all broken you they can don't. find them they're in junkyards or, or if you, and if you can find one that's mileage. running, yeah, yeah, right. And he, and he goes, "This is a three to four thousand dollar car max." And the guy's like flipping out, losing his mind. He's like, "It's fifteen grand in Europe." He's like, "Fucking ship it, brother. Send that shit over there and sell it then." Yeah, for because real. no one wants that here. There's no mechanics that can keep <laughs> up with it after V12s went electronic. So if you get a V12 after like, because they're all European. So if you get one after like 1977. After they start using Bostronics, uh, you're fucked. Like it's never. Why? Why, why is the V12 such a bad motor? And like the V10, not. like that BMW V10, it's a good motor, but why is it so unreliable? Because no one knows how to work on it. It's not that it's unreliable. It's that nobody knows how to time them, balance them, do anything because they never do it. Does that make sense? It's like any shop no. you take it to is working on something they never fucking work on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So why is BMW making this? Like, why did they not? Because why did right. they not? And even like Bentley has these, and Bugatti has got these. Like the V12, the W16. What's the like? They're, I mean, it, it you creates, could just get an LS. No, it creates more balance. Um, and it's why there's not to a have v- two inline six cylinders just mashed together. Yeah, because a six cylinder is already super harmonic. So an inline six is infinitely more harmonic than an inline four, but it's also more harmonic than an inline eight. But then you go into a V6 where you got three cylinders in each bank and the V6 is way less balanced than a V8. So like an inline six is more balanced than a V6, but an inline eight, you can balance the timing and the vibration to where it's a more balanced, stable motor. But a V12, you'd have to be an idiot to not balance that motor. It's super balanced. You got two inline sixes. And inline six is the most balanced inline motor, and then you bank it in a fucking V, and it's balancing itself out even more. 
But then you don't have a V14 because that's two seven-cylinder banks, and that shit's cuckoo bananas. But you can, then you get a then you get a w- the W16, which is two V8s, where they can offset the timing to where the vibration cancels out in the middle. So you get a harmonization there. So that's super smooth. But a V12 really is about as butter as it gets. It's about as good as it gets. If you want to set up timing to make an engine not vibrate or do anything. A 12, you can dial those motherfuckers in at high power to run, and they sound like you just started up a sewing machine. Like, just silence. And smoothness. So you're on the interstate, and you punch it. You're on the Autobahn, and you go from 80 to 150. That car's not lifting and doing all this work. It's just fucking vroom, smooth as shit. That's how it feels in my V8 BMW. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these V12s that were put out in the 90s. Yeah. When they were like So are they literally it's a it's a V12, so it's literally two inline sixes that they put at a 45 degree angle. I mean for lack of a better I think phrase. 70. But they yeah. are slanted now. Yeah. Yep. And they're on huh. the, and they're on the same uh God damn it. Is it just is it just more compression? Is Crank. it more No. Is it more it's timing. power? It's timing. It's all timing. Because, like, most Ferrari V12s are tiny. They're fucking really? dinky little dink dinks. Tiny little bitches. Yeah, like, Ferrari's building, like, 4.8 V12s and shit. Hmm. Which, you know, we consider a small V8, baby. So Again, what's the advantage of that? Like, I mean, Ferrari has to know something. Obviously, they've been trying to beat. and revs. So the smoother, all smoothness. Your, the smoother your engine is, the more you can rev it without it ripping itself apart. Oh, the more harmonic your oh. engine is, the smoother power transitions are. So your car doesn't buck in a corner when you're going 120. You know, when you're watching an F1 car and it just doesn't move, even though you can hear the motor doing shit. Because it's just smooth as shit. They've done that through engineering and suspension and materials. But a V12 kind of does that naturally. When you're hammering a V12, it's not going haywire. It's not going all over the fucking place with like when I rev my Buick, when I start it up cold and I'm giving it a little gas to get it going after it's starting to warm up, like my whole car lifts a little bit and I can see my hood rattle and not like rattle, but I can see the vibration go through my hood because they didn't know how to harm, like harmonize and balance cars back then yet. The next Is year, that why the put, LS go ahead. They put like rubber extenders in the trunk that attached to the frame to cut down on that because they were learning about it at the time. Is is that why the LS only uh, redlines at sixty five, sixty seven hundred? But yeah, par- partially. There's there's many factors in that, but one of the factors is is that it's not balanced. So at a certain point, the engine's fucking vibrating itself while also running that hard, which makes the friction more fierce. It causes fucking wear points. It'll gap out the oil on one side of the bank if you're fucking cylinder. But there's other factors into why red lines are limited. It's it's materials, it's spin rates, it's all kinds of things, lift rates on your springs. There's There's a lot of stuff. But the more balanced a motor is, the more you can wail on it without it fighting itself. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The inertia of the cylinders is never pulling at it to try to make it not keep revving. They just free rev. You're you're good to go. Hmm. 
So then is the Ferrari 12, the V12, does that have a super high RP or uh, a red line? Yeah. Like 12,000, 13,000? I mean, that's insane. I mean, I remember when the S2000 came out with like a 9,000 RPM red line and people were losing their mind. I'm trying to find it. Hold on. The the new F12 is 8,500. In a 6.5 liter. 8,500 is not as crazy as I was expecting. I mean, there's some M3s that'll go up that high. Right, but this is a stock one. This isn't somebody put flywheels in a new cam and all that. The guys do that. Well, no, no, too. no. Like the, uh, like the, I think the red line on the S fifty two and S sixty five or S sixty two. Yeah, both. But, for, but Ferrari V twelves have done this forever because it's part of the. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like those V eights have now got harmonizing but additional parts that I don't understand that have been put on the engine to make them do that. Uh, a V12 kind of just does it naturally. Mm. A v, it, it's uh, it's hard to explain, but it's like music math, where there's like how many rhythms per fucking measure or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can do mm-hmm. one four time, which every human understands because it's kind of natural. But then there's like weird music timing that people use. And if you know how mm. to play it, you can, but it's difficult. It's harder to do. It's not a natural thing. A V12 is the most natural way to balance a motor. Like if we were just inventing a motor in a garage, you would eventually arrive at the decision that V12s were a good idea because they were the most balanced and doing the least amount of damage to themselves. Hmm. Do you get what I mean? Uh-huh. Why are are they not more popular? Especially if you can make them with like low displacement so it's not killing gas. Well, because uh, American companies really only put them in ultra luxury liners pre the Great Depression and during the Great Depression. So they didn't get bought enough for the R&D to go far enough to where they got cheap enough to put into normal cars. And then by the time they were recuperating to where it might have started to become a possibility again, uh, World War II. Heard about it. Broke out. And then... World well, World War One first was the first halt on the sixteen. I haven't heard about that one. And so there was this long gap where it just like wasn't an economical decision for the GM mostly in the United States and Packard um, to keep developing new motors that they're only selling a handful of a year, like truly a handful, mm-hmm. compared to these V8s that even like middle class all the way up to guys who are rich wanted the V8 because the V8 provided all the power. You got slightly better gas mileage because back then there was no replacement for displacement. So the V12s weren't being made smaller and more efficient. Copy. Um, And then everybody just went V8 crazy. And then after the war, uh, when hot rodders emerged. Probably cheaper materials too. Yeah. And then when when hot rodders emerged, um, they started using high power V8s to put into old four-cylinder cars. And that just kind of cemented Americans' love with the V8 in into culture. So anytime that they tried to introduce anything else, people just weren't interested. Because hmm. it was like, why would I need more than eight? Can I do everything with an eight? And he'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, great. Well, that's what I want. And it's also one of those things that like when an engine's not bought often, there's not options to customize it. If you buy a Beamer V12, your options for adding power are like, 
Hope you can find an antique Deenan chip. Because, like, no one else has ever made a fucking part for that thing. Ever. There's not a cam for it. There's no pulley. There's not a supercharger. There's nothing. There's not bolt-on shit for a fucking V12. They were selling dozens of them a year. Nobody was buying them to hot rod them. They were fucking outrageously <laughs> expensive. <laughs> but if you can get the four liter V8 Beamer with a stick, you can hot rod that motherfucker right now. Or you buy a V12 with yeah. the engine blown and just put an M fucking drivetrain in it. Or a Ford drivetrain. No, never Ford. Ford rear ends are <laughs> forgivable. Ford drivetrains are nonsense. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> if they would have let the gay son take over, I firmly believe they'd be the greatest company in the world. But that, <laughs> that homophobic bastard sank his own battleship. Oh, God. All right, Jake. Well, next time we got to talk about that LS swapped airplane that we saw uh, in Vegas. Dude, that thing's nasty. We got to see because we because we fought. I didn't think it was hooked up. And now I saw that motherfucker flying and it sounds like my fucking Beamer going by. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the, the VWs again, uh, but that'll all be next week. Um, so we got to wait. I got a show. I got to do a little bit of tweaks on my show. Uh, and I just found out it's sold out. So what's up? That's right. Bitches. Bitches. Uh, and you know what it means when you sell out a show at Comedy Works? You get to smoke weed inside the green room. Nice. Pretty excited about that. Damn. Pretty, pretty excited about that day. That rules. I love smoking weed inside at Comedy Works. God, it's so fun. Speaking of Comedy Works, I'll share this one story real quick. Last night we're at Comedy Works South, and uh, uh, for my whole career, I thought that it was just a bad design, that the fan in the bathroom, when you turn the switch on, exhausted it into the green room, right? Uh -huh. And I thought that because uh, years ago, when the club first opened, Tom Papa was there, and the late, great Deacon Gray and I were on the show. Deacon takes a shit in the green room bathroom, turns on the fan, and it totally skunks the green room. And Tom Papa was fucking furious, okay? <laughs> He's so mad. He's like, you're not even headlining. Why are you, like, you, why are you why shitting, are you shitting in, in my green room bathroom, right? <laughs> And so I didn't realize this last night. I turned the fan on because I'm smoking in the green room and I realized the fan is in the actual green room. The switch is in the bathroom, but the fan is in the green room. And the point of it is, is to pull the, the polluted air out so you don't stink up the showroom. Right. So what happened was, is when he closed the doors and turned on the fan, it was pulling the fresh air under the cracks of the doors and pulling the shit air into the green room before it would exhaust out. Right. And so this whole time for years, I'm like, what a bad design, Wendy. What a terrible design. And now I'm like, what a fucking genius design, Wendy. This is so smart. Yeah, Wendy nailed really, it. Really, dude, she nailed it. That club's been open for like 13 years. I, I've been working there since day one. Just realized that yesterday. <laughs> yep. Well. You're doing you're doing the good work over there. Heavy detective lifting. <laughs> the more you know, you know the yeah. the, the fucking the higher you are, the more you know. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, currently, we got two cars that are running. That's not much of a broken down garage. We're in fucking good spirits over here, buddy. Hell yeah. Jank, uh, jank, jank, jake, jake. Thanks for being here, buddy. Hell yeah. I got a shower. You. Watch some jokes, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hell yeah. All right, dog. We'll see you next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.